0: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everyone, so we're back with a rebroadcast. We hope you enjoyed last week's episode on COI. Uh, concrete, and farmer's markets.
1: I mean, the three things that go best together.
0: (laughs) So, so intuitive. Uh, So this week, we're bringing you another classic favorite of ours, which is episode 12, which aired March 6, 2016. And it was on crystals, gems, and metamorphic rock. And I remember, Marco, that this one uh, really talks about your favorite uh, topic of gemstones. Yeah, I
1: used to, I used to really be into it. And you'll hear more about it in this episode. What's your uh, birthstone or your birth birth gem?
0: Oh, right. Oh, gosh. We talk about this during the episode. You know
1: what? Listen and you'll find out. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing we can promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating, so you can feel free to drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano.
0: And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Khanath.
1: Nidhi, I uh, took a course today on crystals and uh, rocks.
0: Fascinating.
1: Yeah, I thought our listeners might find it relaxing so and i noticed that there was a rock store near my house that was offering this sort of introductory course on various crystals and gems and rocks and whatnot and i thought you know i don't know much about that so maybe i'll take a course in that and i know that some people will use rocks or gems or crystals in particular um to help them get over stressful events or to bring money or abundance or even love into their lives. Almost like a talisman or a sort of energy energy stone or, or something like that. Like the
0: crystal healing that one does sometimes at a naturopathic type of doctor or spa, of let's course. say.
1: There's a lot of wives tales around certain crystals and what like amber to put amber around a child when they're teething or as a sign of protection have you ever heard of that
0: I have not heard of that actually
1: I didn't hear of that either and then my wife Amanda pointed out that uh, we saw a child and I was like why is there a amber necklace around that that infant and she said the the child is probably teething and it's something that supposedly alleviates the pain of teething in children. And so the more I sort of thought or inquired about this, the more it was coming into my life. And when I saw that the rock store near my home was offering a course, I said, well, I think I'll take it. And then you and I could converse about it
0: to know a little bit more about um, what you learned on this course Marco because my only experience with crystals mm-hmm. has been um, I did have some crystal healing once. Oh you did? Done on me to open up my chakras and um, I don't know if it actually did anything So
1: I'm going to ask you about that because what's funny is I've never had crystal healing I just took this course on a whim and um, you know it's interesting because it brought up some things that we may have learned back in grade school. For example, we got into rocks and in the different and the three different types of rock: uh, Ignatius, sedimentary, and metamorphic rock. And I don't know if you recall
0: right what
1: each one of those means.
0: Well, I think. Um, Sedimentary rock is sort of like the rock that you would find in a cliff, for example.
1: That's a great—that's a great uh, assumption you made because it it is often find found in cliffs because it's formed by the the material being deposited on top of each other. So, for example, sand being deposited in rock on top of it, and more sand and whatnot. So, for example, sandstone which is a sedimentary rock, you can actually see the layers of sand that comprise sandstone. So over the years, as each layer
0: builds, builds
1: up. on another, it kind of compresses and then becomes a rock. So
0: And isn't that how they tell, um, how, how geologists, I guess, would tell how old the earth is or a particular era in the Earth's history?
1: I believe so. Now, we didn't get into that sort of aspect of it, but much like the rings of a tree, I would imagine you would be able to tell how old various types of sedimentary rock is. And, like, you know, gypsum, epsom salt, shale, even marble are examples of sedimentary rocks.
0: That's fascinating, Marco. And so does that mean... Uh, You mentioned Morpheus Rock. Yes. And other than being a villainous superhero, I would assume that Morpheus Rock is sort of like volcanic rock.
1: You would be wrong.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: Ignatius Rock is made up from the cooling and um, the the cooling of magma. Okay. And then when it solidifies, it becomes uh, various types of rock. Um, And, you know, things like obsidian. Have you ever seen obsidian? Obsidian. It's a really shiny black. It almost looks like glass. Okay. That's when magma cools. It becomes obsidian or, or some forms of magma when they cool. Granite, uh, pumice. You know the stone that yes. you often yeah. uh, people often use to um, clean their feet. Clean their feet or or yeah. I guess you rub the stone against hard skin and it helps to peel it away. These are examples of Ignatius rock. Uh, now, metamorphic rocks are rocks that have had some sort of change. So there are rocks that were like originally igneous or sedimentary. So partly you are right because if they were Ignatius, they would have been from the earth's crust. In other words, from magma and whatnot, but they were changed from heat or pressure. So over many thousands of years, uh, when the earth's crust would move, it would cause these rocks to get squeezed. So that sort of um, heat from the pressure of those rocks sort of being smushed together and I don't use the word smushed very often but when I do I use it in Mm. its proper context yes you do and examples of that would be limestone and uh, marble as well so different types of marble um, uh, are from metamorphic rock
0: so was the point of the course to discern different rock formations or was it to you how you would use those rocks in a particular context.
1: Well, it began, it's sort of, I don't want to say the history, but it certainly got really into depth with various aspects of geology, so from different types of rocks to the periodic table, which brings me wow. to the next thing I wanted to ask you. Do you know any elements from the periodic table?
0: Marco, I can recite the first little bit of the periodic
1: really? table. Really? And do you have like a... A method to recite it or is it just in your short long-term memory it's
0: in my long-term memory because when i was in high school Mm -hmm. uh, i was very science focused and we had to learn the elements of the periodic table so i believe i'll I'll see how far i can get okay and i might get it wrong
1: no that's fine this is not a test we're not seeing how well, you do in order to get into a science based field or university. Perfect. This is more of a let's see what you can recall with okay. regards to the periodic table.
0: Okay, so let us begin hydrogen, helium, lithium, beryllium.
1: And I am following on the periodic table as yes, you I say, see. so that's number four.
0: Yes, uh, so hydrogen, helium, lithium, beryllium, boron, carbon. Nitrogen, oxygen, fluorine, neon. Now is where it gets confusing. So neon is an inert gas, Marco. So it has to be one of the first, I think it's a second row, first element. Okay. So neon, um, sodium. You got it. I did? Your
1: know, sodium, which is its periodic. Um, Na. You're right. Yep. Thank you.
0: Um, so. Sodium, so it has to be a plus two or a minus two element.
1: And I don't know what that means in the slightest. Um, Sodium is it the eleventh one, which you did get correctly? Right,
0: I know chlorine's in that line. Mm,
1: chlorine is not the twelfth; it's, it's, not the it's 12th. seventeen. It's but
0: seventeen. So what comes next? Magnesium. Magnesium. So
1: we'll stop there at twelve because okay. I'm sure
0: calcium comes after somewhere.
1: Yes. Okay. It does. I don't think it's um, thirteen, but it, unless calcium is Al, as it's um,
0: no, that's aluminum.
1: Yeah so it's not number 13. Okay. Unfortunately, I don't I only have a very small periodic <laughs> table of elements in front of me and it doesn't give me um, all, all all the all the names of it just the,
0: fair enough.
1: Yeah. So well that's fascinating. I'm I, I applaud you Nidhi, for knowing that because I certainly did not know any of them. No. At least not in the order. I do know them As elements. Yeah, as elements, correct. But um, So we got into a lot of sort of the the nitty-gritty with regards to um, rocks and crystals and the difference between a rock and a crystal. In in this case, when they're talking about a crystal, they're not talking about... You know how you can get crystal jewelry or crystal things to hang in your window? Swarovski uh, makes a lot of crystal, which is lead in glass so it refracts light here we're talking about crystals that uh, you may have seen or you'll see in jewelry okay so a lot of people will have certain types of jewelry uh, that have crystals and those crystals have different properties so for example are you familiar with blue topaz i am so blue topaz would be one of those crystals and its properties and once again this is just sort of a a simple sort of look at blue topaz in it, it if you were to wear blue topaz even though it's sort of general properties are this it might be different for you because the way you connect with that particular crystal may be very different than the right. way These I connect them. the energy and because crystals have minerals in them yeah. which are found in our bodies depending on how you the minerals in your bodies in your body chemically reacts reacts with that crystal will bring up different things sure whether or not you believe that is entirely up to you and certainly we here at the Insomnia Project aren't telling you whether or not this is true or not it just happens to be based on a course that I took today so blue topaz now do you own any blue topaz
0: I don't I have rose quartz is that a crystal
1: it is and I'll tell you more about rose quartz in a minute okay let me just make sure I write that down, or I'll forget as I go through some of these. So, blue topaz is one that uh, we're going to need to get you, Nitty. Okay. Uh, and we're gonna need to get, gonna get for myself as well because its properties are communication.
0: Oh, look at so that!
1: So expressing yourself, both speaking and writing. So mm-hmm. that would be a great thing to be wearing when we're doing this show, which we're not. Are you wearing any crystals right now? I'm
0: not wearing any crystals but, uh, Marco, that would be a fascinating experiment to try. Maybe if next time we could get some blue topaz and sort of see if there's any difference in our communication style or our energy with the show. Um... That would, be, uh, that would be a fascinating experiment to conduct.
1: We, you know what? We will do that for the next show. Because okay. I know that Amanda, my wife, has a few pieces of uh, blue topaz. And I know that because I bought them for her. Well, there you so go. We'll just uh, raid her jewelry box while she's away. And, uh, it's perfect. And wear them. Uh, you were asking about rose quartz. So rose quartz is a pink variety of quartz, so if you're not as, as the name would suggest, it's a very light pink uh, stone, and it's the universal love stone. Yes. It restores both trust and harmony in relationships, so if you are thinking you want to find love, or restore love, or just reconnect with your loved one, grab yourself some rose quartz, put it in your pocket. I was also it's told awesome
0: sorry it's also good to love yourself i believe for people who have certain confidence issues or you know you you hold some rose quartz Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to help you heal yourself
1: look at you earlier you said you didn't know anything about crystals but in fact you do have some
0: i can't believe that actually
1: the other thing about rose quartz it's someone told me that it's great to have at your bedside. It's a good stone to have yes. at your bedside. Yes. So um, it's a really interesting thing to to note anyways. Another popular crystal, and I'll only go through a couple nitty because I don't think we have to go through the entire... There's so many. There's over 3,000 different of course. rocks and crystals that we've identified so far. And there's probably even more. Um, garnet. Now, do you know what a garnet looks like?
0: Is that... Sort of like a deep reddish purpley Indeed. stone. Yes,
1: it's a, a really deep red stone and it's an energizing stone oh,
0: okay. and
1: it also is a protective stone. And way back in the day, it was believed that if you wore garnet, it protected you from the evil eye. Ah, so that's a, an interesting thing. Stone. I, and I'm mentioning the more popular stones that you'll find in jewelry, and these are the ones I've sort of picked randomly. Absolutely. But if there's a stone that you come think of a a nitty feel free to mention it and we'll see if we can figure out what the properties of that particular stone i
0: wonder stones like now is opal a stone it
1: definitely is it definitely is a stone it's a um it's a it's a crystal right and um you know what's interesting about opal i believe it's the stone for the birth month of october ah and I believe opal is mined primarily in Australia, or they have a large sort of opal mines, and a lot of opals come from Australia. Okay. And uh, the old wives' tale with opal is that only people who are born in October should be wearing opal.
0: You know, they say a similar thing about blue sapphire. Which is September's
1: um, birthstone.
0: Oh, interesting. So blue sapphire uh, is a very powerful stone. Um, and it can either give you tremendous amounts of good fortune and luck, oh. or if worn by the wrong person and it has an um, adverse effect, as you were mentioning before, different stones can have different impacts. Right. If it has an adverse respect uh, um, effect. effect, it can actually destroy a person. Really? Yes, that's so, how powerful that stone is.
1: So be wary.
0: Of blue sapphire. Of
1: blue sapphire and opal, according to wives' tales. Now, um, its primary element is oxygen in opal. That is. That's one of the things I learned. Okay. On the course. Um, A lot of the time, I actually tuned out a bit, Nithy, because it got... Did you pay
0: for this course income?
1: (laughs) I did. But, uh, you know, sometimes you take a course and the teacher is energetic and really involved and you really connect with them Absolutely, and sometimes you don't
0: so was there some, um what was the particular takeaway or one or two things that you just found uh learnings or, or fascinating mm-hmm. facts that you said okay you know what this course was worth it
1: you know um I think, I think what I found interesting was that because our bodies are made up with minerals uh, and obviously these crystals are made up with minerals, we will connect with the stone and depending on the minerals that one has in their body, um, the amount or the lack of, you will connect to different crystals and stones because of that. That's one of the takeaways I found that was very interesting. I will say, though, if I was to... If I was to say two stones that I think everyone should have, based on the properties that were discussed. One would be, and I'm going to ask you if you know what this stone looks like, and then sure. I'll, 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 I'll correct it if you don't, or I'll mention what it is. Citrine.
0: Oh, you love this stone.
1: I do You love buy
0: Manda citrine all the time. I do. Um, isn't it uh, sort of orangey? Yeah. Um, of in
1: that shade v- of family correct it's a very very pale pale orange uh, crystal and the reason I bought Amanda Citrine is because I read that it brings abundance in particular with um, money and security with regards to uh, employment and just abundance in every shape and form so not only monetary abundance but health love you name it Citrine brings abundance, and the reason I purchased so much citrine for Amanda is because I read that somewhere, and I happened to find a citrine ring that was on sale. So I said, "Well, it certainly couldn't hurt." I don't know if I believe it or not, but let me let me buy her this ring and see what happens. And um, actually, to be truthful, that's not that's not how it started. We happened to be in one of those stores that that sells, you know, incense and... Um, potpourri. Potpourri and, and crystals and sure teas and things like that. Right. And they happen to have candles on sale. Okay. So we looked at the section because Amanda wanted a candle. This was in Thunder Bay. She was working in Thunder Bay. And we looked at the candles that were on sale, and they were candles that had crystals in them. So, like, for example... Uh, I think there was one that had garnet in it. We mentioned garnet. I think one had amethyst and one had solidite or something. And we were looking at the different properties that it had. And it just so happened to have citrine, the one we purchased, because it said abundance. We're like, let's buy this citrine candle. So we bought that. Amanda lit it. And the day she lit it, she got an offer for another job. So we we thought, wow, that's an awesome coincidence. And then I came home and she was still working in Thunder Bay and I had been waiting for a particular check for almost four months. And I was like, I'm going to have to call and find out when this check is going to come. And that day I went to the mailbox and there was a check. So I called him and I said, did you happen to light the candle? She said, I lit it maybe two minutes ago. Why do you ask? And I said, I just went to the mailbox and I got this um, I got this jag that I had been waiting for so then I found a ring with Citrine and I gave it to Amanda and she thought it was really pretty and so she said I I never would have bought this stone but on my hand it looks really nice and because of that every time I sort of see Citrine it's not a very expensive crystal especially in jewelry so I tend to buy her (laughs) Uh, and uh, you know I say, if it brings abundance, great, and if it doesn't, well, at least she has a, a pretty Beautiful ring or ring. or um, earrings or, or necklace. The last stone I'll mention is, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, Pyrido? Pyridot? Oh,
0: I've never heard of that, uh, that stone.
1: I think it's Pyridot. Please forgive me if I've said it incorrectly, but it's a really light green, almost like a, a bottle green stone.
0: Like an emerald type. Of no, stone?
1: no, it's it's lighter oh, sorry, in color, light. like okay. a, or maybe more like a lime green. Sorry, I think I, I gave oh, the wrong color. Oh, Okay,
0: joy. okay.
1: It's actually, I think it's, you know, the perfect. Uh, it's a chatreuse colored stone, a light chatreuse wow. colored stone. Okay, and when uh, do you
0: get to use the word chatreuse? Uh, I guess to only only
1: when you like to have a drink of chatreuse, or when you're mentioning that particular color of green. There you go. It's properties are that it alleviates jealousy, spite, bitterness, and hatred. So it's a great stone to give someone who
0: <laughs> might not <laughs> like you.
1: You have a problem with it. it. also reduces stress, anger, and guilt.
0: Now that's interesting because don't they say that jealousy is a green-eyed monster? Oh, they
1: do, don't they?
0: And here we have a greenish-colored stone to alleviate Uh, Jealous tendencies in people.
1: Sure. Let me ask you this. So, if there was one gemstone or crystal that you have a lot of, what would that be? And it could be like diamonds or pearls or any of those things.
0: I would have to say diamonds because uh, I'm not very big on um, actual gemstone necklaces like... Mm -hmm. uh, My mother loves gems, like gemstone necklaces, like the big, chunky um, stones. Um, And it's just not my thing. However, I love (laughs) diamonds. Okay. (laughs) Um, Particularly the ones that my mom has in her jewelry that I tend to braid and take as my own. I see. Um, So I've been very fortunate um, to be able to have diamonds in my repertoire mm-hmm. and you've seen a couple of the rings oh, yeah. that I have and uh, I just find them very um, uh, it, it makes me feel very elegant without <laughs> trying very difficult you uh, have
1: hard. a small ring yes that has s- the brightest the diamond. yeah yeah, one. yeah the solitaire yeah. that you have the it has the brightest diamond so obviously mm-hmm. it was cut and the quality of that diamond must be superb because every time you wear it, I spot it. Do you have pearls?
0: I do. So, um, just to backtrack on the diamonds for a second, oh, so sure. the diamonds uh, were uh, they're cut and set in India. Oh. So it's. Um, Is it
1: a different style of cutting and setting? No,
0: I think it's just uh, probably cheaper than getting a a diamond cut and set here. But I think because uh, you have sorry.
1: India has great craft, craftsmen when it comes to uh, Well, that's jewelry. what I was okay. going to say.
0: Every family kind of has their family jewelry. I see. Whereas, so you wouldn't really go to, you know, uh, you wouldn't go to Tiffany's or right. to other diamonds right wherever it may be you'd actually go to your family jeweler which Mm -hmm. is why the craftsmanship is um a lot uh different because you also get to design things yourself so you can have things that are custom made
1: and when i was in india i noticed that there was a lot of jewelers in a lot of places where you could buy like different types of um, bracelets and bangles and yes. stuff and and people wore women wore a lot of jewelry
0: absolutely absolutely so um that's sort of my fascination with diamonds but it was only it's only been recent sure. as i got older and and uh um but in terms of pearls to answer your question i do have pearls i have a few pearl sets we went to china when i was quite young mm-hmm. and um we were able to get to actually go to a pearl making factory to see how pearls were made which was really interesting you know
1: they say about pearls it should be the last thing you put on and the first thing you take off
0: oh i did know and
1: that'll be the last thing we talk about on this particular episode so we want to thank our listeners
0: we as always are broadcasting from toronto and the insomnia project is produced by drumcast productions Thank you for listening and join us next time.